the Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. Cranberry Radio proudly presents her strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, chief storyteller at Styled Retail, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, today, we're continuing our six-part series that looks back at Purse Strings over the last 10 years we've been on the air. That's right. A decade, guys. Can you believe it? This show is the longest-running marketing to women show still on the air today, and we're so incredibly grateful to have each and every one of you, our fans, still listening after all these years. And hopefully, we've got some new people listening, too, maybe for the very first time. So, yeah, you've missed 10 years' worth of content, but no problem. Over the six-part series, we're going to do our best to catch you up, at least fast-forward if we can, and then pick up on new con- content into our next decade, at least. So, This series should put perspective how far the world of marketing to women has come in the past decade, and it has come a long way, baby, that's for sure. When we first hit the air, millennials were young, really young. Uh, The oldest are now turning 35. They would have been 25. And we Gen Xers would still be in our late 30s and 40s. Oh, yeah, those days. I remember those days. Well, today's throwback looks at how millennials are becoming a force to be reckoned with. We knew so little about them. They were kind of this big group of people, uh, this great body of demographics that we were still kind of unfolding. We weren't really sure how they were going to impact, but we knew they were going to be powerful. Their numbers alone made sure of that. And entering the workforce, having kids, millennials were really redefining what their previous generation had taken as gospel. But the question was, would it be better? Would it be worse? Would it be about the same? We weren't sure of the impact. The Gen Xers had always been the influencers, the scrappy kids of the late 60s and 70s. They were and still are at the center core of our economy. But those millennials... So we're going to talk a little bit today about those millennials uh, and how they've impacted us over the years with some of our favorite interviews. We're going to start with my interview with uh, Catherine Wentz. She's the founder and CEO of the Mom Complex, and she has her take on millennial moms in the workplace, their challenges and their solutions. Uh, millennials, you know, everything is somewhat stereotypical, I suppose, but just the fact that they're less willing to give on the life end of things, maybe than say Gen Xers who've kind of just had to have that stiff upper lip, if you will, and 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 kind of sacrifice for the job um, in order to make inroads there. Are you feeling like millennials um, are maybe doing a better job of working and having that whole life that they want to have or have Gen Xers maybe adapted a little bit more to your point about what the millennials are asking for and how do you see that showing up I guess in the workplace? Yeah, I I would say I think millennials do a better job of seeking balance or a more full or whole life. They are, you know, willing to stand up for themselves and leave the office early to go play tennis or do yoga. I mean, yes, it affects parents, but millennials in general, they're 
um, they know that they can benefit from a fuller life and they're willing to work late at night in order to make up for the time that they didn't have in the office. So I think they are blazing a new trail. And the other thing that's unique to millennials is there's so many job opportunities out there in the sense if you want to go work for a big CPG company, that's great. But if you want to go and work for Twitter or Facebook, you can do that too. And these startups and um, entrepreneurial-minded leaders are allowing, you know, four months paid maternity leave. They're allowing you to work remotely. So I think the bigger companies, again, risk losing people to more innovative outlooks on supporting working parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that actually leads right into the question I was going to talk about with you is this advances in telecommuting. I do feel like technology, while some might argue has made it harder to leave work behind when we are home, it also has made it easier for us to work from home or pretty much anywhere that we need to be. It might be from the dentist office if we're there with a child. Um, and is job sharing still something that you're seeing a lot of? Is there flexibility in that as well? Yeah, I, we, we definitely are seeing a rise in digital being a benefit and being digitally connected. To your point, we hear mothers all the time saying, you know, I'm willing to take this job, but I'm going to work from home on Fridays. And that's not negotiable. I want to be home to get my kids off the bus. I'm still going to get my job done. But it allows her to feel like a, a fuller person. So while digital, you know, can interfere with having your phone on you all the time, can interfere with your life, I think most mothers would say that the pros far outweigh the cons because they don't have to be in the office as much. So, yeah, I think telecommuting is becoming more and more popular in industries that weren't necessarily engaged in it before banking. Other, like, more traditional models Mm -hmm. are starting to embrace it. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I was going to ask. If there's some industries that you think lend themselves to being a little bit more, quote-unquote, female-friendly, although I like to call it parent-friendly today, I think, Um, since, as you mentioned earlier, there's kind of this job share with parents today. It's not all falling on the mom necessarily. But do you think there are industries that lend themselves to being more parent-friendly than others? I do think anything in the startup space, um, because people are used to working late at night and longer hours and having more flexibility during the day, that we hear a lot of times that those are kind of the money jobs or the jobs that that people want to go after because they're uh, just a little bit more evolved in terms of not having to be in the office all the time. And then I always have a special place in my heart for, you know, nurses and teachers because I think there's very little flexibility there just by the nature of that work. And I think that you know, those moms deserve so much respect and support because, you know, even if they had a dental emergency, it's not something they can necessarily pop Mm -hmm. out of work for. And I think that that's particularly challenging. Yeah, I know. There are some industries that you just don't have that flexibility, to your point. Do you feel like there's an effect on our pocketbook for all this flexibility? Um, You know, do you feel like that employers are kind of taking the approach of, well, you want flexibility, therefore, you know, I'm not going to pay you as much. I mean, do you see that at all in what you're hearing from, from working parents? 
Not in the, in terms of salaried positions. I mean, what we hear that from employers that have embracing flexible schedules is that they're they're really holding their employees accountable to results. So I need you to hit your sales goal. I need you to bring in you know this much money or write this report by this time. And that's what success is. And they're caring less in a good way about how that work gets done or where it gets done. As long as it gets done and it gets done really well, I think that um, that people are getting there. But having said that, there are a lot of organizations where there are a lot of male managers that just may not have as much empathy because they haven't been there and juggling the schedules of young kids. But it's hard for them to appreciate and realize the stress and strain on a working mother. Well, millennials are not only changing the workplace, they're changing the home and what it looks like, how it serves the families inside. Jill Waggy, at the time, was the executive editor of Better Homes and Gardens brand. She stopped by Purse Strings to discuss millennial home trends based on the latest results of an annual study that Better Homes and Gardens does. This one tended to focus on the attitudes and behaviors of home buyers in the United States and specifically the impact that millennials were having on the home. What Mm -hmm. was the most surprising finding from the survey? Because I thought there were quite a number of surprising findings, but what did you find the most surprising? I think surprising and interesting together, I guess I have to put them together, is that um, what we learned about some of that smart home technology and how that breaks out across the different generations. And um, just learning how this next generation of homeowner is actually more of a smart home native. You know, we would hear a lot about digital natives. And when you think about when we saw some of the, the, their, their answers come back on the survey about where they felt smart home technology was the most appropriate and the most useful and to see how their minds reached far beyond even the kitchen and the living room into other ways that technology and, and smart technology can be helpful. And that is just, that's so fun for us as a brand to think about how life is getting better in, in all the different rooms of the home. Right. I know. And I think sometimes we think technology can be the other way, right? It can be a royal pain, <laughs> but mm-hmm. there's, no get, there's no getting around that. You know, it can really make our lives a lot easier. And we're going to get into a little bit more detail uh, on that particular finding in a moment. But but this is a survey you conduct year after year. And I'm curious, do you switch up mm-hmm. the topics or, or are you looking for swings in responses around the same categories? And how do those responses tend to vary year over year? Mm-hmm. The, it is a tracking survey. So we've, uh, we've done it year over year and we do that to watch what the market is doing on a consistent set of questions. So you're right, we do do that. But um, across the seven years, we have gone in and revised things a little bit over time um, to learn more as that consumer and homeowner has evolved. And this year, we took a real specific focus around outdoor living in yard and on curb appeal and on this smart home um, technology adoption. Those we, we just really wanted to focus in on those and to, again, look at how millennials break out. But um, I, I, I'm i a self-confessed housing data nerd. I call myself that all, all the time around, <laughs> the, around, the, around the department. I'm known as being the, you know, the housing statistics geek in the, on the floor. And um, so we do like to track things over time to, um, to really notice when there's a statistically different shift in things. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest shift we've had recently is, is really um, but, you know, the, the, the 
when we were going through the housing trauma, you know, we, we had years of yeah. free fall and of tumbling and the drama and the big changes were about things that as people really were forced to kind of reprioritize and rejigger. And um, now that things have sort of leveled out, now the recovery is gradual. You know, it's, it's much more mm-hmm. um, a slower, safer, surer climb um, back up. And so really what is the most dynamic thing that's changing right now is that millennials are coming into this homeownership. And um, I, I tend to refer to them as next gens because someone who's 18 has a very different point in life than someone who's 35. So um, just watching how this whole new mindset of a generation comes into yeah. homeownership is um, that's, that's yeah, a big dramatic exactly. thing to track right now. Right. Well, and you're absolutely right. That millennial group, such a large group. I mean, as you said, it can range anywhere from 18 to 30, what, 34, depending on how you right. look at it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, millennials in their 30s, they may, they're on their first house. Some of them may be looking to move up into another home. And they're, they do have different priorities than, say, Gen Xers, right? I mean, you saw mm-hmm. distinct differences between those generations, Absolutely. Yeah. They're, um, you know, the, they're much more, um, likely to use outdoor spaces entertaining. You know, just, just overall, our consumer for Better Homes and Gardens loves outdoor living and entertaining outside, but the millennial audience, that next generation, just hyper-accentuates that. Um, this is the hangout generation. They're having people over and, you know, doing micro-brews, and everybody's bringing a dish for a casual gathering, and they're hanging out outside on the deck or the patio. They really like to gather, and they like to get together with that friend network, and, um, so it's, it, to see those statistics bear out in what their intentions are, you know, is, is just really reassuring to us. They eat outside more regularly just for family meals, even more than, than most of us do. And they tend to want to have their outdoor space look a lot more decorated. That's another really fun thing going on right now in home is all the products that can actually sit outside all year long. And they just statistically are even so much higher over Gen X and, and, and even um, over the boomer generation in their interest in doing that. So those are three really big ones for the outdoor space for sure. Stick around. We're going to have more on millennials and how they've impacted us over the last 10 years as our throwback look at Purse Strings returns in a moment. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the... How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to... Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. 
With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Add some Cranberry Radio podcast to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. Cranberry Radio. It's, it's good for you. Really. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Well, young girls are huge consumers, many of them with their own money. But for those disadvantaged girls, things just got a lot easier thanks to Sarah Holabeck, whose passion for disadvantaged girls led her to create Step Up, where she and other very impressive women, many of them millennials, help get these girls ready for college success and eventually professional success. Sarah herself is incredibly accomplished. She's the CEO of Luminary Labs, a strategy and innovation consultancy that works with leaders who seek to transform their organizations and industries. Here's Sarah talking about the girls of Step Up. So in each city that we operate in, there are a number of schools that participate in our programs. And so oftentimes the schools will suggest to a student that they might want to consider step up. Sometimes it happens in families. So, for example, in New York, there are uh, like a trio of sisters who have been very involved in step up. Actually, no, not uh, four sisters, not three, the Vidal sisters. And they're going to speak at our fundraiser in New York this fall. And so, you know, the older sister will participate and then the younger sister wants to do it and so on and so forth. But we do work with schools and and then the schools will refer teams to the program. And then uh, if it's a fit, we engage. And we're delighted to say that nearly 100% have graduated from high school. And these are in communities where maybe 50 or 60% of their peers will graduate, right? And nearly 100% accepted to college, which is just unheard of really in any of these cities. Well, and as you said before, you don't really believe you can do it until you see it in action, which is why mentoring is so core to your program. How do you match the girls in the program to their mentees? So the girls receive mentorship in a rather unique fashion. So rather than it being a one-on-one mentorship exercise throughout the year, we have opportunities for group mentorship. And we find this to be a really novel way to accomplish the goal. And and the first reason is is that there's there's a lot of different ways of being successful, right? There's a lot of different views on what one might want to accomplish. And to match a girl to just one woman, we feel, is not giving her the full breath. And so through activities, whether it is a career connection event where, you know, 50 girls and 50 women uh, show up on a Saturday and you get to talk to different women and ask them about their career paths and consider different ways of being and ways of existing and ways of being successful. Not only do the girls get a lot of different flavors of what success can mean for them, but the adult women get a lot out by meeting these girls. Um, we also have uh, members and and volunteers who take the girls on the college visits mm-hmm. and, um, and, and really a number of activities so that these young women are seeing a very broad spectrum of possibility, right? You know, you think back when you were 13, 14, 15, what did you want to be, right? It's, <laughs> it's, it's very daunting. Now imagine nobody in your family had graduated from high school. Now imagine nobody in your community had gone to college, right? right. Imagine nobody has even suggested that you should consider these things um, or you should, but you shouldn't aim 
high, you should pick the same route. Right. Or imagine that, you know, after school, you've got three or four hours of taking care of siblings or maybe working a job followed by your homework, right? It's just, it's, it's a different set of conditions. And we're really delighted to work with these amazing young women who some of them have got on and become step-up members themselves, which is really, when it, when it comes full circle, that's beautiful. Exactly. And you just led right into my next question because the, the organization has been around long enough that you have seen these girls go through Step Up, go on to college, and now come back uh, and have successful careers. Can you share some examples? Because I think that will really bring it to life for folks. Absolutely. So I've been a member of this organization long enough to have seen that uh, firsthand. And I remember a young woman, Astrid Torres, I met her when she must have been about 14. She was this young, kind of either awkward at that age, you know, kind of shy, skinny young girl, and you know, had great potential. And she participated in the Young Luminary Program, which is Step Up's program to match teens with internships. And so that's another way that we give these young women opportunities to step up and become career-ready. And so I met him through, through this process, and I saw her grow and evolve, and you know, I had heard that she had gone um, and graduated, and then one day I'm at a step-up event. We often do events for members, so that they can connect, and these adult women who whose donations fund the programs can connect, and, and sometimes it's a shopping event where a percentage of sales go to step-up and so on and so forth. And, Inbounds this young woman in a pencil skirt and her hair in a bun, and she says, Sarah, Sarah. And I look at her and I'm like, Astrid? <laughs> you know, and here, I like, saw this like transformation from like the gangly teenager to this young woman who is just, you know, dressed to the nines. And I was like, Astrid, how are you? And, and she said, I'm doing really well. I'm in college. I got a scholarship from Estee Lauder's foundation, and as part of that scholarship to, to go to college, she got an internship at Estee Lauder for, mm-hmm. for, I believe, every summer, which is really incredible. That's amazing. And, I was like, this, and she's like, I'm a member now, and I was like, that's so exciting, and then, you know, we're chatting for a little bit, and then she says, you know, she's talking about her job and areas of interest. And I said, oh, wow. So, you know, I have a friend who's the global head of communications. I should really introduce you. And she goes, oh, I already met her. And then at which point I realized, like, my job is done. And that's why we exist, right? Like, she had learned to navigate the system. She had learned to, you know, operate without that step up, right? So she gets the step up and now she's helping others. And I was, I, you know... You know, she's now graduated from college and has a job and it's just really doing incredibly well. But it's that kind of transformation over, you know, four, the four years in high school and then the, you know, following four years after college where you realize that it is so powerful to give someone that step up because of the multiplier effect. We're not just helping one person. She's going to help her community. And I believe now she's at Conde Nast and um, working in talent and production. And it's just really incredible. So those girls from Step Up entering the employment um, area, of course, may find that employment parity continues to be a struggle. We hope not, but that may be the case. Way back 10 years ago, that was certainly something we've been discussing with Purse Strings and have continued to discuss. You may remember my interview with Mandy Gilbert and Jen Larkin Kuzler. They're of the organization Let's Make the Industry 50-50 Initiative, and they've been highlighting the 
wealth of qualified women in senior positions throughout all facets of the creative communications industry, bringing important balance to the conversation and laying a foundation for future generations of female talent. What Mm -hmm. was the most surprising finding from the survey? Because I thought there were quite a number of surprising findings, but what did you find the most surprising? I think surprising and interesting together, I guess I have to put them together, is that um, what we learned about some of that smart home technology and how that breaks out across the different generations. And um, just learning how this next generation of homeowner is actually more of a smart home native. You know, we hear a lot about digital natives. And when you think about when we saw some of the, the, their, their answers come back on the survey about where they felt smart home technology was the most appropriate and the most useful, and to see how their minds reached far beyond even the kitchen and the living room into other ways that technology and, and smart technology can be helpful. And that is just, that's so fun for us as a brand to think about how life is getting better in, in all the different rooms of the home. Right. I know. And I think sometimes we think technology can be the other way, right? It can be a royal pain, <laughs> but mm-hmm. there's, no get, there's no getting around that. You know, it can really make our lives a lot easier. And we're going to get into a little bit more detail uh, on that particular finding in a moment. But but this is a survey you conduct year after year. And I'm curious, do you switch up mm-hmm. the topics or, or are you looking for swings in responses around the same categories? And how do those responses tend to vary year over year? Mm-hmm. It is a tracking survey. So we've, uh, we've done it year over year and we do that to watch what the market is doing on a consistent set of questions. So you're right, we do do that. But um, across the seven years, we have gone in and revised things a little bit over time um, to learn more as that consumer and homeowner has evolved. And this year, we took a real specific focus around outdoor living in yard and on curb appeal and on this smart home um, technology adoption. Those we, we just really want to focus in on those and to, again, look at how millennials break out. But um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm a self-confessed housing data nerd. I call myself that all, around, all the time around the, around, the, around the department. I'm known as being the, you know, the housing statistics geek in the, on the floor. And um, so we do like to track things over time to, um, to really notice when there's a statistically different shift in things. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest shift we've had recently is, is really, um, but, you know, the, 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 when we were going through the housing trauma, you know, we, we had years of yeah. free fall and of tumbling and the drama and the big changes were about things that as people really were forced to kind of reprioritize and rejigger. And um, now that things have sort of leveled out, now the recovery is gradual. You know, it's, it's much more mm-hmm. um, a slower, safer, shorter climb um, back up. And so really what is the most dynamic thing that's changing right now is that millennials are coming into this homeownership. And um, I, I tend to refer to them as next gens because someone who's 18 has a very different point in life than someone who's 35. So um, just watching how this whole new mindset of a generation comes into yes. homeownership is um, that's, that's yeah, a big exactly. dramatic thing to track right now. Right. Well, and you're absolutely right. That millennial group, such a large group. I mean, as you said, it can range anywhere from 18 to 30, what, 34, depending on how you right. look at it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, millennials in their 30s, they may, they're on their first house. Some of them may be looking to move up into another home. And they're, they do have different priorities than, say, Gen Xers, right? I mean, you saw mm-hmm. distinct differences between those generations, 
Absolutely. Yeah. They're, um, you know, the, they're much more um, likely to use outdoor spaces entertaining. You know, just, just overall, our consumer for Better Homes and Gardens loves outdoor living and entertaining outside, but the millennial audience, that next generation, just hyper accentuates that. Um, this is the hangout generation. They're having people over and, you know, doing micro brews and everybody's bringing a dish for a casual gathering and they're hanging out outside on the deck or the patio. They really like to gather and they like to get together with that friend network. And um, so it's, it, to see those statistics bear out in what their intentions are, you know, is, is just really reassuring to us. They eat outside more regularly just for family meals even more than, than most of us do. And they tend to want to have their outdoor space look a lot more decorated. That's another really fun thing going on right now in home is all the products that can actually sit outside all year long. And they just statistically are even so much higher over Gen X and, and, and even um, over the boomer generation in their interest in doing that. So those are three really big ones for the outdoor space yeah. for sure. More Purse Strings returns after the break. Purse Strings. We'll be right back after a word from our advertisers. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on Cranberry Radio. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Well, that's going to do it for us in this flashback on millennials uh, from purse strings over the decades. Please stick around and join me for another show that looks back at how purse strings has tracked the trends and the latest innovations over the past 10 years. And join me right here next week for that three o'clock Eastern time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 